Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing More than a feeling To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save your life To be powered by love I'm going to start by sharing a story. Uh, it kind of a scary thing happened a couple of weeks ago. One of my good friends almost died. And technically, he was quick to remind us after the fact that he did die for a short time because his heart had stopped, so he was declared clinically dead for a time. He was uh, playing old man pickup basketball at the high school in Dickinson, North Dakota, when he collapsed and his heart stopped. Uh, he's like 50 years old, healthy guy, and yet there it happened. And so fortunately, a couple of the guys he was playing basketball with, one was a doctor and one was a firefighter. And so they quickly started CPR. They got one of those AED machines put on him, got his heart going again. They got him to the hospital and he is doing well, well on the road to recovery. Uh, it was a scary ordeal, though, of course, for his family, for all of us as friends who care about him, love him. And, and so it was a scary thing. And over that time, that when it was all kind of happening, there was a group of our friends who are not all in North Dakota. Obviously, I'm here. A number of us are in Minnesota and other states around. And so we were messaging kind of back and forth saying, oh, my gosh, you hear what happened to Brent. Here's kind of what we know. Here's updates and, you know, just sharing concern and prayers. And uh, he was on those messages, but, of course, he wasn't responding because he was kind of occupied. And so finally, we were so relieved the next day when we finally got a message from him. Relieved because one, well, he was well enough to send us a message. And two, because we found he had not lost his sense of humor, which is a real relief. Because what he said to us in this first message after being clinically dead for a short time was, thank you for your concerns and prayers. From now on, you suckers will call me Lazarus because I was dead, and I have been resurrected. And so he said, okay, Brent, you're doing all right. I'm glad that you're uh, uh, well enough to laugh even about this a little bit. Uh, when I talked to him then, uh, just even this week, he told me that his kids were getting in on the jokes after the kind of shock and scariness of it wore off. Who are, he's got these two kids who are his teenagers, and his daughter Olivia said, Dad, can you believe it? You almost died before Betty White. I'm like, you know... Yeah, and so he almost did. He also told me that he has officially sent a, or left a voicemail for his uh, life insurance agent saying, you know, technically I was dead for a time. I think I should probably cash in a little bit, at least a prorated amount. So uh, that insurance agent is also a friend of ours. And so it's been good because he's able to joke about it. He's well enough that, uh, you know, he's in the clear so we can laugh about it and at the same time, celebrate how, you know, that he is still here with us, that this was a really scary ordeal, a close call, and yet uh, he's with us, and so for that, we are grateful, and we can even laugh. 
he was, uh, a few days after this event happened, he posted a post to Facebook where he, you know, just thanked the people who really literally saved his life in those moments when this happened, as well as an encouragement to all of us to do what he was doing now in these days following this near-death experience, which was to tell the people you love that you love them. To not take it for granted, to not wait, but to actually, all these people in your life that you care about, don't wait to tell them, tell them now, tell them I love you. And so uh, knowing that he was doing this, we had been in touch some over these uh, last couple of weeks by text and then finally by phone. And uh, wouldn't you know, when I talked to him uh, on the phone, guess what he said? Nathan, I love you. And I, oh, that's really sweet, but also I, I kind of knew it was maybe coming because the funny thing is, you know, even though we had been friends for 20 years, 20 years ago we met, uh, guess how many times prior to this last couple of weeks he had told me he loved me? Zero, of course. How many times that I told him that I loved him? Well, no, and you know, it's kind of implied. We've had great times together. We really like each other. But would we ever speak those words? Well, no, of course not. All the kind of cultural norms and rules of masculinity say you don't tell your guy friend that you love him for crying out loud. And yet now in the midst of this near-death experience, it seemed not only okay but really good. It was wonderful. So knowing that that was maybe coming, I was ready to say, you know what, Brent, I love you too. I'm so glad that you are alive. How often do we tell the people we care about the most, I love you, I'm so glad you're alive? Maybe not enough. Uh, we're starting this new sermon series here called If God is Love, and it's all focused on God being love and the love that fills our lives being the very presence of God. And so I actually forgot my clicker that I'm going to run and grab because I want to share. We shared a couple of Bible verses from the Gospel of John, which are all about uh, love. Jesus saying, love one another. Like that's how you'll experience the presence of God and just the joy of life is by loving one another. It's a command that comes through all the Gospels. Jesus says, love one another. But there's other parts of the Bible, including in 1 John here, where it actually takes it a little bit of a step further to say love isn't just something that we should do, but rather love is God, that God is love. Uh, So I've got a few verses here, and you'll see how many times the word love shows up here. And so I've got a challenge for you all to join me in. I want to invite you to, as I read these verses... I want you to say the word love right along with me with a little bit of extra zip and gusto and life. You'll say love, and sometimes it's loves or loved, Uh, but jump in. The words are in bold and in yellow, and so uh, we'll read this like that, hearing these words of love. This is from 1 John chapter 4. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. That's the bottom line in this reading, that God is love. And so no wonder we love love. No wonder it feels so good when someone tells you they love you. No wonder that feeling of being loved is so good, that God is embodied 
in the love that we experience here and now. And so uh, these verses continue with a little more. I invite you to continue reading with all that zip and gusto. Here we go. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In In this love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. Well done, readers. Uh, uh, And so, this idea that comes in this few verses is so big and so powerful that you know we can't really see God. The Bible talks about experiencing God in different ways. We can't really see God, but what it says is the way that we can see God is by seeing love, by seeing love in our everyday lives, by loving one another, receiving love and giving love. We're actually seeing and receiving the very presence of God, that God is embodied in love because God is is love. And so uh, here we are in the new year, and I already was thinking some about this series, If God is Love, and then had this experience with Brent that has really got me thinking, how is it that we put love into action? How do we share love? How do we receive love? And so I think we think about this on our own individual basis as we live our lives in this world, but also as we live our life together as a church. As a church, we are at our best when we are an embodiment of God's love. When we are the embodiment of love, living out that love through care and concern and celebration and support of one another, that's when the real magic happens as a community of faith. It's how, as a family, when you're embodying that presence of God, that love, it's really good. And so, as I said, we had our annual meeting here this morning. We also had these annual reports, which I would encourage you to pick up because it kind of tells the story of what happened last year, but it also tells the story of what's coming in this coming year and the goals that we have. And so, I, I want to share four goals. You can read about them more in the annual report if you want, but uh, I want to share four goals that really do lift up some of the ways that we're excited about living out this love together in this coming year. Uh, So here's the first one. We want to grow our ability to care through connecting. If you remember, 2020 was a year that we ended up not meeting in person much, but in 2021, last year, we got to gather together, and these are some of my favorite gatherings that we had as a church, as we gathered back together for worship for the first time, as we celebrated events like beer and hymns outside, the trick-or-treating thing, and of course, if you remember, ugly, I mean, festive sweater Sunday, not ugly, they're festive, Uh, And so all of these times to gather together in this past year have really helped us to realize as a church how important and wonderful it is to gather in person. It's just a hard thing to replace being able to sit around a table together, have a cup of coffee and visit, to be together in a space to worship. I'm so grateful for these opportunities to do this and excited for ways that we will do this all the more in the coming year. And so we want want to do exactly that, grow our ability to care through connecting. And so even while we connect more and more in person, we also want to remember that online is the new front door. 
If you remember last year at this time, we were only online. We just had our first hybrid annual meeting. Last year it was only online, just like worship was only online at that time. And now we're more in this kind of hybrid mode where we have people joining us online from Elk River and around the country as well as right here in the church. And so we're in this kind of hybrid time. And I'm so grateful for this online presence where when people are feeling sick or are out of town or are down south for the winter, they can still engage in worship and be a part of this faith community. That's a really awesome thing. But there's something else that we've realized is happening with this online worship. And that is that as we have first-time visitors coming to the church, people who are coming to the church for the first time for worship in person, pretty much every single time, every person I've talked to has already joined us online before. You know, they've already come to online worship, so when they come through these doors for the first time, they have some idea of what to expect. They kind of know what they're getting into a little bit. And that's a really powerful, important thing and leads us to say, you know, we better pay attention to this online worship thing because that is the way the majority of people are experiencing our church for the first time. And so to that end, we're excited about expanding our online worshiping opportunities with the start of streaming the first service, our 8.30 traditional service. will start streaming next Sunday, which is very exciting, as well as continuing to uh, enhance and do all we can to stream these services with quality that works, but also to engage with you all online. So I thank you all for being here online and joining us, as well as joining us here in the person, in this sanctuary. You know, we always kind of say now, you know, our church is in downtown Elk River. Well, our church building is in downtown Elk River. Our church is kind of spread all over this community and the country, and that's an exciting thing. Uh, finally, then, these next two, I want to share just this goal of refreshing and focusing ministry with kids, students, and their families. Uh, this is an important goal because kids and families have always been important to Elk River Lutheran from the very beginning, and it continues to be true. But what we've realized in this last year, we had some real challenges with children, youth, and family ministry in the last couple of years with the pandemic, where uh, things got kind of shut down. And just like everything at the church, they've had to really change and adapt. And it's been kind of challenging, especially with children, youth, and family ministry, that's been true. And yet, as these pictures kind of show, we've had some pretty wonderful uh, gatherings when we have been able to be together. And so uh, in this new year, it's an opportunity as well as a challenge to figure out what's it going to look like moving forward. Forward. I really do think that the days of doing an exactly kind of traditional Sunday school for the hour between services, that might not be the best way forward, the best way to connect with and serve with our families moving forward. But so what does it look like? You know, I think about a church like Word of Peace Lutheran down in Rogers. They are our friends. We love them. They're a very different church than us. They have this big, huge CYF staff, and they have all these kind of big, flashy programs that are really great. And yet, taking that model and kind of trying to jam it into our setting here at Elk River Lutheran just doesn't really fit and mesh. And yet, we have some really big strengths as a congregation that, frankly, they could kind of only hope to have in that, like, I, as pastor, know all of our kids by name for the most part because we are of a size that that is possible. And it's not only about me as pastor knowing them, it's about the community. As a church, we know our kids and love them. 
I put a picture of my own kids up here, not just because I love them uh, best of all and think they're the cutest, uh, but also to show that like it's really important to me both as a pastor but also as a dad that my kids are known and loved in this place. And that is something that we as Elk River Lutheran, the size we are, the church we are, the personality we have as a church— is so well-equipped to do. And so that's a part of what this uh, goal is about, is about how do we design programs that integrate children, youth, and family ministry into the overall life of the church in ways that every kid who comes through the doors of Elk River Lutheran feels loved and known. Isn't that a worthy goal? It's an exciting thing to think about and something that I think we are uniquely poised to do well. Well, uh, the last goal I'll share uh, is that we want to make our building as welcoming as our people. If you were here in 2019 in the fall, we did a capital campaign which raised funds and some excitement about uh, getting a mortgage for our building and some potential building projects. And over the last year, we've had a building committee that's been working diligently with some architects and a builder to help make those plans a reality. And so we really think that we'll probably be beginning construction sometime in this year, in 2022. And so uh, you can see some of the most updated drawings and uh, schematics there, but don't strain your eyes too hard looking at them. They're still in flux, uh, but over the next few weeks and months, we'll have some congregational meetings with input where we'll be able to share uh, more detailed and finalized drawings. Uh, It's really exciting, but what we are finding, of course, is that construction cost estimates in 2019 and 2022 They're a little off, uh, but that doesn't mean we won't be able to do some really exciting things because we will. The main kind of things that are a part of that, as a reminder, are reconfiguring and updating the sanctuary, rotating it 90 degrees so the front would be there where we would be worshiping kind of almost partially in the round, able to see each other, hear each other better. Again, the building is welcoming as the people. It's a communal experience of worship as well as just updated lighting and technology and audio, sound, all of that kind of stuff. It'll be really exciting. Likewise, with the outside of the building, we want to kind of reconfigure the entrance so it's very clear, especially for first-time people, uh, where the entrance is so you can enter in in a way that is, again, welcoming, as well as just the outdoor space to have some gathering space outdoors, which would be great for us to use but also great for the community, our downtown neighbors, to just enjoy uh, throughout the week. And so it's really exciting to think about all these ways of actually literally making our building as welcoming as our people, because we got some pretty welcoming people, right? Uh, So let's help the building reflect that as well. Well, uh, as I said, you know, if God is love, we are in this together. Uh, These are some of the ways that we as a church want to put love into action this year. And so I invite you to join us in this, to join us in all of these different steps along the way to put love into action. But I also challenge you to think about your life beyond the time that you spend at Elk River Lutheran Church. And how will you put love into action through the rest of your life this year? You know, I've had this experience with my friend Brent and it's made me wonder, hmm, Do I need to or want to wait for someone to almost die to tell them that I love them? Do we want to speak those words and show love even before it's some sort of dramatic experience? I think we do. And so my hope and prayer for all of us is that in this year, our eyes would be open to see the love that is all around us. Because in seeing that love, we're seeing God. That is the embodiment of God because God is love. May our hearts be open to receive that love. May our hearts be open to share that love 
because God is love. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.